0: <laughs> Welcome to From the Rookery End, our February 2013 podcast uh, on our way to Watford against Bolton uh, via the pub. My name's John. Uh, with me is uh, Mike.
1: Yes, I'm here. Come
0: on, Watford. <laughs> uh, ooh, that's a sign of uh, positivity. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Jason.
1: Hello. So it is us three. Uh, John Franco uh, has resisted the urge to uh, swap <laughs> us three for another three. Yeah, we haven't been rotated just yet. But coming up. We're going to chat to Marvin Sordell. Yep, looking forward to that.
0: Uh, on pony's return to uh, to Watford. We've got a good competition as well. So listen up. Yeah, that. very mm-hmm. special competition that, that Marvin has given us, which is, which is amazing. Uh, we've also got ch- chats. It's been a while since the podcasts. Um, apologies, um, my fault. Stuff happens, though, doesn't it, John? Weddings and honeymoons. Uh, so Christmas? How oh, on Christmas? New yeah. Year? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I We well, really have Christmas because I was in. All right, I'm sure. Somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, But we're back uh, for the rest of the season um, on the month podcast. We've got lots to talk about, all the great wins, but we're also going to be speaking to Joel. And a scratch like that often means we've had to edit the podcast. We're due to speak to Joel Ekstrand uh, as our interview this month, but unfortunately, if you were at the game, you saw him hobble off. And after the game, when we were going to catch up with him, he had to spend a lot of extra time in the physio room, making sure his injury was right, and so we didn't want to get in the way of that. But we were able to catch up uh, a few days later with none other than Alman Abdi. So you'll be hearing that interview later on in the podcast. No, no, no. So Let's crack on with, uh, with this last podcast.
2: A podcast made
0: by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Since the last podcast, nine games, five wins... That's almost 50%. You did, Matt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jason, which was your favourite out of all those wins? Oh,
2: the favourite for me, I think, was the Brighton game. It was a a good away performance. I thought it summed us up quite well, actually. Uh, Played well on the counter-attack. We saw a great performance from young Nathaniel gave away a dodgy penalty which we seem to be fantastic at doing I don't uh, think that was a penalty by the way I don't oh no, think it was, it was a penalty but, but anyway that's for another day yeah, okay. um, it, yeah it was the, the mistake warranted a penalty I think to be fair <laughs> I don't it think was poor poor, poor poor goalkeeping from Elmenia and and a lack of concentration from
1: Hoban that led to him putting the challenge in I don't, I don't think those two yeah. would have been sitting next to each other on the coach no, on the way go at each other early on as well <laughs>
2: But it's good but we, yeah they, they sucked up that mistake and Went again and attacked and, and scored a, a great goal <laughs> on the counter attack and then another was it, um, to make the game safe. Was it good that that game was on television? Uh, has it, it given attention? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it certainly drew attention to, to Vidra and probably to Chalabur as well. I like us seeing sort of like seeing us getting a good. Reaction in the press and everyone going, hey, look at Watford, look at them. Obviously, we we don't want too much, <laughs> especially right before the transfer window. But as it turns out, everything was okay, okay in the end.
1: All um, and all I okay. think that we haven't seen, we hadn't really seen an isolated incident of Vidra's pace like that. Mm. So it was a real mm. demonstration yeah, that, of just how lethal he is. That third goal when Dini played the ball
2: through, and there's probably about three or four defenders around him. And, and you thought when he first played the ball, you think, oh, blimey, he's not going to get that. And he's just zipped through the lot <laughs> of them, and, and, the and the it's amazing, wasn't it? it? And he's confident enough to take those. Um, Early finishes as well. He's coming cool, now He gets to the edge of the box. He just smacks it
1: in, just like he did against Leeds. I think the difference between the, there, sorry to, to interject, interject. was where well, you saw Forestieri's one-on-one against Manchester City, where he sort of he had a lot of time to to, to take the to take the ball on and to, and to finish it, and what he did, he eventually telegraphed it. And the goalie made an easy save. Whereas you know what Vidra would have done; is probably given him the eyes and swept it into the top left or something like that. And I think, you know, over the last since we did the last podcast, we've really seen Vidra show that he's that cut above when it comes to finishing. Mike, your favourite win? Um, another away game, the, and it was sort of on the TV. This one it was on the TV in Australia, which we could watch on the internet, which was fabulous. It was a Middlesbrough away game. You know that we're going to another team in the playoffs at that stage. I think they're back in there now. Tough place to go. Really long journey. Uh, was it the week after the Manchester City game?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was.
1: So you know, coming off the back of a big defeat, another big game, and similar to, to the game Jase described, the Brighton game, we we had to soak up a lot of pressure early on. But again, it was another another really good away performance, and you know, sent out a message to not only everyone watching but also to Watford fans. I think that this is a team that you can start to believe in. These, you know, we're going to go to Middlesbrough, and be honest, you'd have said if we can take a point, I'll take it. I'll take it but to actually, in the end, you know, the score was 2-1, but it could have been 3-4-0, because Deeney missed a chance, probably should have had a penalty, and
0: Vidra missed a chance for a hat trick. It's interesting, because both your
1: picks are against
0: teams who are in and around the playoffs. My one is against Huddersfield. It was a good game, and we won it 4-0, and, you know, a team where we are in the league, we should beat teams below us convincingly. 4-0 Um 4-0 is a convincing line. But that fourth goal, I literally was watching that going, this is fantastic. If only there was a goal. And as the ball goes out to Cassetti and he crosses it, and you can just see, if... I think I raised my hands to my mouth and <laughs> screamed like in a One Direction. I went, oh, my God. Because it was just such a fantastic thing. And... That goal, I think, more than anything, moment, it just summed up where Zona wants us to be, where we really could be, and it, it made me, after being at the game, made me absolutely excited about being a Watford fan th- this year.
1: And I think, I think the thing that was great about that was then to follow it up again to go to Forest, another tough place to go, uh, who have obviously got their own problems. We've seen with their uh, incident with George Boyd this week, which has been an absolutely incredible. But to go there and win so comprehensively, to keep the bandwagon rolling. Has been amazing. Obviously, it's come to a bit of a halt since, but um, really, really, just consistent stuff from what
0: i just looking at those uh, the results since the uh, since the whole game. Only one draw. Yeah. Burnley away.
1: Although we're we're talking ahead of the Bolton game, I've actually put a little bit of money on a draw today. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pessimistic for you, there, Mike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's
2: positive. Hi, I'm Kechi Anya, and you're listening to from the recruiting.
0: Some of you might notice that there hasn't been a uh, From the Requiem page in the programmes this year. Mm. Um, it's not that we're, uh, we've fallen out of the club or anything like that, but Mike has been working on a very special project which you might see in
1: the middle section of the programme. Well, if you get a programme, I hope you do see it. In the middle middle section, it's 30 years since 82-83, our first season in Division One, and I've been chronologically charting that season full of amazing results, full of amazing sort of little side stories, um, and one of the most exciting things has been in interviewing the players who were involved and a lot of the staff who were involved, um, hugely rewarding because you imagine it to be a time that was, you know, Watford were at the peak of their family club sort of reputation, they were upsetting the apple cart left, right and centre, the the national media didn't like us because we were beating the media darlings, they thought we played long ball when actually what we did was played, long passing. well and direct, we were direct, we got the ball quickly, very forward, we got the ball forward very quickly, Callahan and Barnes on the wing, knocking the balls in for, for basically to score, but, it's as good the players make it sound as good as you hope it was they speak so enthusiastically about it they love the club all of them you know, have since moved on to better things. You know, not better things, but other things. They've moved on. They're in a different part of their life. They still absolutely love it. They love the place. They love the town. They love the club, and it's just it sounds as good as we as fans think it was. Remember it as being. It was a really sort of special time to be a Watford fan, and um,
0: it it's beginning to feel like a very special time to be a Watford fan. Um, it's certainly sort of becoming more and more that way. The last couple of uh, last month or so, uh, and so much so during half time. Uh, when Watford away at Forest, I checked my phone to see what the score was. And I see the half-time score of 2-0. And I had to tweet, I feel very uneasy being a confident and expectant Watford fan. Is this wrong? Some reactions from, from Twitter, Garston John. He said, I know what you mean. After just two wins, I always think we're due defeat. Truth is, now we're a very good team at this level. Uh, Neil Sperink said, uh, keep thinking the wheel's are going to come off. But just look at the quality of, on our bench. John Hastie said, It's wrong, but very exciting. Uh, David Karen Walker, One minute I'm jubilant. The next, I'm terrified. Uh, Big Al, I feel exactly the same. It's like I'm going to wake up and it not be real. But it is, isn't it? Uh, And then uh, the good one from Paul uh, Plumage. Yeah, I'm starting to think it is. I feel like I'm cheating on the Watford of old uh, with these positive (laughs) thoughts. Um, Which is what it is. it, It is, like... It's a weird place to be as a Watford fan. Jason, have you ever felt as you do at the moment?
2: Um, no, I don't think I have. I, uh, going back to 82, uh, 83, I'm old enough that I do remember <laughs> I did go to quite another of those games. But that was when I was sort of just starting out being a Watford fan. So, uh, it only, I'd only been there going a few years and that was almost expectation. But that, that was what I expected to happen. As a young lad, Watford were great. Watford were in the top flight. And yeah, that was, that was the normal. Um, obviously now (laughs) I know know, I'm older older and wiser and know much yeah know much more uh, about our football club Um, yeah the expectations are different but it seems to be a bit different we've had recent seasons where we've started well we had a season under Taylor a season under Boothroyd where we were absolutely flying at the start of the season and it just tailed off and you when it starts like that, there's always that nagging doubt in the back of your mind as a as a football fan. Oh my God, it's all going to go horribly wrong, kind of thing. <laughs> Whereas now we seem to have gone the other way. We mm. sort of picked up momentum, and we're we're heading towards the uh, the second half of the season on form as the form team in the in the championship. Okay, there's a couple of defeats chucked in there in January, but my expectations so I think has, has grown with that and I'll try not to get too excited I think Bristol City's result on Tuesday has sort of calmed me down a bit that day I had people saying to me oh you you seemed very excited yesterday Jace, about the Watford game you were very confident and <laughs> so unlike you well, what happened what went wrong and um, yeah I was on Tuesday I was talking to friends at work no oh, we're going to go second tonight if we win at bottom of the table Bristol City <laughs> I was setting it up for I'm a, come a, clean. a defeat
1: I'm to come clean I had money <laughs> <laughs> on Bristol City to win, but not only to win, to win to nil, so six to one.
0: <laughs> How yeah. much put on? Well, enough. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> I think, <laughs> but I think um, blood do, money, Mike. That's blood money. Well, so sorry, everyone, but uh, but, that, I'll but, but, that buy Br- but that Bristol City game, Mike. Um, I say that these the feelings of Watford fans have been positive and jubilant and excellent at how yeah. everything's going on. There was a very another very unfamiliar reaction from Watford fans after that Bristol City game, which you wrote a blog post about. Yeah, I
1: think the, the feedback, certainly on Twitter, which I tend to look at a lot, and um, in and around the internet, was people were at the best surprised with the changes that Zola made, and at worst sort of apoplectic with rage that he dare sort of make that many changes. But people sort of claiming that it was sort of unfair to fans who travelled down there. Which you know, I've, I understand that you know that it ain't if it ain't broke don't fix it sort of thing. On the surface of things, is a very sort of sensible motto. But we've got a long way to go in this in this in this season, and all, all the games have gone our way completely. We've had to do you know, had to ride a bit of luck here and there. So there's going to a lot of twists and turns ahead of us, and we need to we need to realise that it's not going to be plain sailing. Zola will have to do what he thinks is right. Um, and he did that in that game. It obviously backfired, I think. You can't argue, you can't say that having made six changes and losing 2-0 away at the bottom side that things have gone well. That's, you know, that's, that's bad news. It's not, it hasn't worked. But I think the reaction was, from a lot of people, was quite over the top. Um, we've manoeuvred ourselves into an excellent position, playing really, really good football, playing exciting <laughs> football. Vidra and Dini are obviously the heroes because they're the strikers who are scoring. And to see them on the bench, obviously people are, are disappointed. I still think you've got to give... Yeah. You know, you can't just say, well, this is ridiculous, this is hopeless. You know, what an idiot, he's got to learn. <laughs> What's he got to learn? He's played six, you know, he's done a lot of things in his life with football. Um, he's tried something that hasn't worked. Let's give it. cut him some slack, cut the team some slack, and, and hopefully they're going to come back stronger. Um, going back to how you feel about you know being excited and confident we're still doing it the Watford way a little bit in as much as we've got our backs to the wall with people not liking the way we're doing it you know the whole loan thing so I'm taking some comfort in the fact that people don't like us um, that makes it a little bit more easy to, um, to sort of level it off to, to, to equate it with being a Watford fan but Bristol City was a blip, I think. Um, obviously, we're going to have to bounce back against Bolton. And tough, tough home game. Where you know, at home, our, our, our form hasn't been amazing. So it will be a big, a big ask for them to come back against Bolton and, and perform well. But if we're going to, if we're going to, people talk about us even catching Cardiff. So if we're going to catch Cardiff, we need to be beating people up at home. Well, at home as a we're, not, we're, not,
0: we're not going to catch Cardiff. Cardiff are going to have to falter. And we're going to have to do well. But the the, the, the the whole six changes thing, Jason, we were chatting before we started recording about the fact that there were six changes also in that Charlton game. But they weren't sort of complaining as much there. No, I think it was different. The Charlton game was different. But
2: Charlton... The changes were, well, you look at the, they changed the front two and we scored goals. The, the, yeah. the uh, Forestieri Hayhoe partnership seemed to work that day. Problem was, we didn't defend well, and I don't think that was down to the changes. I think that was down to, we saw that the first goal conceded, it was the Tommy Hoban own goal. Almunia was a bit worried about, um, I think it was his hamstring was yeah, at the yeah. time. Didn't come out for a corner. The ball's literally hit Hoban unexpectedly, and, it, and it's gone in. And Hoban, just like a, a cloud has, has fallen upon yeah, him. Right? He had the weight of the world on his shoulders all of a sudden. And he needed someone playing alongside him to, to, to put their arm around him. And he didn't have that, because we had no Nosworthy, no Hall. Mm-hmm. Hall had got injured in the game against Brighton, and Newton had had to come on and have done well in the Brighton game Mutant. to be to be fair that was probably as much that was probably as much as uh, the fact that Craig McHale-Smith spent the whole of the game throwing himself on the floor rolling around rather than trying to beat our uh, defence Ekstrom was there as well but again he's, he's still a young lad really and, and there was no one there so what was, to sort them out and they
0: just struggled defensively what, what was the difference then between the, the Bristol City game and the Charlton game with six changes I think the uh, the Charlton
2: game, we'd had a lot of games and a lot of days, although obviously the Bristol City game had been called off before. Mm. Um, and without, so I can't remember off the top of my head how much game time those the players that came in and had at Charlton's. I mean, Murray came in and he had a poor game. He was carried through that midfield, I think. Um, and he played in the, in the Bristol game? And he played in the Bristol game and hadn't played for a while. I think um, Hall was just coming back from injury... Yeah. Uh, uses came in and hasn't had much game time since he got injured earlier in the season that could have been a difference the fact that we've got players coming in that haven't played much football at all okay.
1: but There's other things to note about that Bristol City game as well, we are playing another professional football team here, they're not yeah. just going to lie down and let us roll, roll the new manager. Brand new manager, bottom of the league, fighting for their lives also, we've mentioned it, we've spoken about it What people are starting to sit up and take notice of Watford so they know how what, what to expect and therefore, any team worth their salt is going to set up to try and combat that. We were absolutely flying. You know, we battered Forest, beat Middlesbrough away, beat Brighton away. We were literally just swatting people out of our way. So to expect a team just to sort of set up and so that, to let that happen again, Bristol City played like the away side. Mm. Their first goal was lucky. Uh, you can call it a mistake. Lucky, by, you're a mistake. A mistake, yeah. <laughs> by, you know, but a bit of luck on their part because we, you know, unlucky for us. Um, So they didn't just lie down. They set up specifically to to combat Watford and the way we play. And teams are going to do that now. Why should they let Watford play the way they know the way Watford play now? They've woken up to it. Why should they sit down and do it? And and the thing that aggravated me, um, guys, and the reason I sort of wrote that blog post, was people suggesting it was a weakened team. It was a changed team, absolutely. And I think to make that many changes was was probably a mistake. But to call it a weakened team was... It's a nonsense, you know, Forestieri, I've seen people saying, oh, I hope Forestieri plays today against Bolton, well, you know, he, he, was, a, he was part of a weakened team on, the, on <laughs> Tuesday, Hayhoe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. has scored almost one in, one in two in La Liga, um, you know, Fitz Hall, one of our most consistent players at the back, John Eustace, club captain, you know, Jonathan Hogg, everyone was absolutely cracking their pants that yeah. he was going to go to these, these are weakened. this is a weakened side. It's not a weakened side. It shows the depth of our squad, I and mean, we should be pleased that we've got players like that to come in. Whether we should have all, you know, six changes at once is obviously the big question. But
0: we so, you know we, we, we you know the, the expectancy of What Watford fans from you know from from a win and then and how they're feeling then from a loss and how they react.
3: Jason, what what are your expectations
0: for?
2: The rest of this season. Oh, <laughs> it's hard to say, isn't it? Well, we're, like I no, said, we got, Go on, you we've got. You're not going to lie. I've used that, mo- that word momentum already, uh, and I'd like to think that we can keep that game for the rest of the season and we are going to be up there in the mix, whether it's challenging for automatic promotion or comfortably securing a playoff pace, because let's face it, there's a, there's a gap appearing there now between mm. the playoff teams and those below, and there's not been anyone really sort of. Attacking it, you can still get a team between now and the end that will come through. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's hoping or expecting
1: us to be in the mix. At the end of the season. Can a football fan be positive and realistic? You can't know. <laughs> well you know, I can't help but think about you know what happens if we get if we get injuries, if Bidra for example yeah, yeah. get injured, Chalabar, who is very, very young yeah. and is playing his first first um, full season as a as a professional. It's not un, you know, it's not beyond realm's possibility. He's not going to be fit for the whole season. Cassetti is, you know, bless him he's he's towards the end of his career, whether we're gonna get forty odd games out of him. So... There's going to be injuries. There's going to be suspensions. There's a lot that's going to be happened. People are wise to Watford now, like I mentioned. So I think we're going to find the second half a lot harder than we found the sort of second half of the first half, if that makes sense. We've had it our own way. Third. Yeah, yeah. Going back to my excellent maths there. (laughs) So we, you know, we bullied. We've been bullying people since the last podcast. I think we've been absolutely, and it's been wonderful. It's been amazing. But as football fans, let's let's remember that we can't always have it our own way. I hope they do you know I hope we swipe all before us and continue to do so I think it's unlikely we will
0: I think I'm going to be disappointed if we don't make the playoffs yeah. I, think yeah. I, am, I, am, I am really going to be because of not because I, it, it's a demand of me but you more feel sorry for the, for the team and the effort and if we don't make it now Mike for the reasons like you say it's because of injuries it's because of suspension because of things that are almost out of their control and that's going to feel bad because it wasn't sometimes those things aren't your fault Hopefully, we're gonna we will get in the playoffs through our own fault
1: or our own efforts. Religion, yeah, but let's let's think back to the start of the season: new owners, new manager, and a load of new players. I think we'd have all settled for some decent performances um, and a mid-table, comfortable mid-table. To be perfectly honest, we've absolutely we've outgrown those expectations really, really quickly. But I think we need to remember where we've come from in such a short space of time, and that's how we judge this season at the end of it. Um, I'd be. I'm going to stick my neck out as well and say so I'd be really disappointed if we didn't make the playoffs. Um, the playoffs absolutely terrify me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, I think we should. We should get there now. If we, if we look at this, look at the stats, look at the table, we should get there. But it's important to judge how, how far we're going in, in what sort of short space of time. And it's also going to be interesting to see if we don't. Get in the playoffs, or or we don't get promotion, which you know, the odds are still against us getting promotion. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's only three out there, but it'll be a really interesting close season as to what happens with the Pozos and what happens to the likes of Vidra and what happens to the likes of Pune. One stage at a time, (laughs) but you know, you've got to think that'll be people are wondering what happens now. I think the end of the season will be a good time to judge, so just so much still up in the air, but what an exciting time to be a rock. One
2: final thought I just want to say we talk about these people sort of overreacting and sort of being really upset when we lose. Talk about us catching Cardiff and winning the league when we when we win. I think uh, whilst we we probably don't want to overreact too much, it does show how passionate these fans are about the club, I think. There's a lot of mm, uh, yeah. passion out there, so uh, that's a good thing. That's a little, little positive spin on the, on the reaction <laughs> to these things out there at the end. Stay in the loop and get involved on Facebook.com slash Rookery End
0: It's always nice when an old boy comes back to Vickers Road, uh, we get to give him a little cheer a little round of applause and this week when Bolton arrived it was the return for the very first time of Marvin Scordell and we got to catch up with Marvin after the game, see how it felt about his return to Vickers Road and also set up a special competition more that during the interview
4: From the
0: rookery end, you came back and you did the classic thing of the old boy rule, where you come back <laughs> and you score a goal. Um, yeah, no, what, that's, turning that's, up? How was it? Was it like being back here, kind of coming to the gate? Uh, uh, it's
4: a bit strange, really. Obviously, it's the first time i have been back playing, so you know it's a bit weird being in the way room and you know coming on the coach rather rather than you know arriving in your own car and stuff. But you know, obviously, it's good to come back, but a disappointing result for us
2: what was going through your mind when you were sort of standing there ready to take the penalty
4: um, just to not let my emotion take over me really that's why you know, I try to slow myself down a bit try to relax so that you know because obviously it's quite a meaningful m- moment and uh, just try to relax myself calm myself down and, and then pick my spot
1: Unfortunately,
4: we knew you would going to score,
1: obviously, because we've seen you do it, see it countless times before. But it's been we, we as Watford fans, we kept an eye on you as you, as you after you left Watford. You sort of we like to look after our own sort of thing. It's been quite a tricky time for you. Um, you moving to Bolton, you've been to the Premier League, then there was relegation, then there was the, the Olympics, and now you're back in the side and scoring goals again. So, what's it been like since you left Watford?
4: Yeah, well, it's, you know, football's quite an up and down game, so you have to just you know take it as it comes and you know, as they say, don't go too high and don't go too low. And just you know, I think best side of me is coming out now. Obviously, scoring goals and you know, that's what I do best. And obviously, when glad that I'm in the team playing, and uh, just want to carry on scoring goals.
1: And what do you think of? Uh, I know it's hard for you to say, but what do you think of this Watford side that you've seen today? Obviously,
4: you know, it's, it's changed quite a lot since I've been here. So, you no, know, I can't really comment too much. I don't know, know people too well, but you know, obviously, they're doing very well, and yeah, I wish them all the best for the rest of the season.
0: Who's, who, do you have someone particularly you were looking forward to seeing when you
4: came back? Quite a lot of people, to be fair. You know, people behind the scenes, and you know a few of the players are still the same. So it was good to see them, I mean, obviously we'll the fans, and you know coming back here in general which was really good.
0: Excellent. And you, go out, you, you, you can say local tonight and go and see uh, friends and family.
4: Oh yeah, I had quite a lot of people here at the game, so so I'm going to go and say hi to them now. Yeah.
0: Okay. Right. Uh, competition. The competition we uh, were set was to uh, try and name your first choice eleven of people you played with yeah. at Watford.
1: Brilliant. And <laughs> the prize, obviously. Very generous of Marvin. He's given us one of his England Under Twenty One away shirts. Can you remember which game it was?
4: I have no idea. It it's bloody. an England shirt. It doesn't matter who <laughs> it is. It's an away back. one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Magnet. we got it at home, waiting for one lucky winner. So basically, his favourite Watford yeah. team. Your four four two, Marvin. Mm. So email us your
0: answer for the eleven players at podcast at from the dot com. Uh, make sure the subject says Marvin's shirt.
1: Marvin, thank you so much. Good to see you back. Good luck with the rest of the season. I genuinely mean that. Um, and thanks very much. Good to see you.
4: Cheers, you too. Cheers, thanks.
1: Got something to send the boys? Then email podcast at from the Here it is, a collection of historic and intriguing items. The Define Watford Football Club. Oh, it's Watford in a hundred objects.
0: Our list of Watford in 100 objects, where we're searching for 100 objects that define Watford Football Club. They can be historic objects that define a very special moment on the pitch, or they can be personal objects to you that define your relationship with the club. This month, we had a suggestion from a Watford fan called Tim Turner, who runs a blog called Albert McLennan's Throw-In. Watford fans of a very young age probably won't remember what this is, but it's all to do with a game called Sabutio. So we started by asking Tim exactly what Sabutio was.
3: So Sabutio was a game that, um, that everybody played back in the 70s where you got two little teams of footballers on bases and you flip them to kick, basically. And that's it, really. You've got a green base pitch, a couple of goals, two teams and a ball. Did you, now where did you put your Sabutio? Did you have a special board for it when you? Or did, no. Where did I you think play we just it? Put it? on the floor. When I remember, the floor in the living room. Yeah. yeah. It was always best on a sort of softer surface rather than a hard surface, because otherwise the pitch could slip. <laughs> uh, no, I, I had a, a, a bought Watford sabuto
0: team. Yeah. But you you made well, or you, you adapted one for for your own. How was your
3: Sabutio set different from from others? Well, because the basic Watford team that you got with Sabutio was yellow shirts and black shorts, which was all. Also wolves and the whole city and I think Newport County, but it was by the mid 70s the you know the Watford strip didn't really look like that anymore. It was more yellow and it had red and black stripes. So I painted it. I, I pimped my strip.
0: <laughs> no, did you? Did, my child, I'd love it if you say yes. Did you
3: get your paint from BTs? I may well have done. I, I used to do a lot of airfix kits as well, so I was quite good at doing the little details of things. So what kind of details do you put do on, you, do. on your on your players? Well, in those days, the um, the strip had a black and a yellow, stri- a black and red stripe down the arms. So I put the black and red stripes down. I put the little red collar right around the top of the short, the uh, socks. But I also um, I, I went a bit further and I started on the players themselves as well. So in Sabutio world, all exactly. players were were white, Caucasian. But of course we had a few black players at that stage, so I, I painted some black players as well. I think it was probably uh, Luther Blissett and uh, Keith Cassells in those days, I yeah. suspect. There were some moustaches around in those days, so uh, I also painted quite a few players with moustaches. So I've like got a little mini Ian Bolton. You, you must have a very steady hand. I know. I, when I found this kit up in my mum's attic quite recently, I was quite surprised how good they were, actually. I can't remember how long it took me, but uh, yeah, some of the detail is amazing.
0: The self-made and decorated objects are, I think, my favourite of all the objects that we have in this list.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it sort of varies. Just totally Watford, isn't it? And it's it's about what being a football supporter is, isn't it? Everyone is more. I think everyone's more sort of geeky than they would care to admit. And I mean geeky in a sort of in a very um, anarachy. No, yeah, but I mean <laughs> it in a in a positive way. You know? yeah, yeah, Everyone absolutely loves football. We all love Watford.
2: I, I yeah I. I I know where Tim's coming from here, because I did a very similar thing and sort of. I didn't quite go into the detail he did, but I remember coming in my Luther Bissett and John Barnes and Romeo Zondervan on my Ipswich team, I think, as well. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> Cause, cause, <laughs> was it Watford, the first Muto uh, set I had for Watford, it was Watford and Pontic Thistle? It, yes, it would have been, I think. Was,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. Pontic Thistle had the same kit yeah.
1: as Watford, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so they were sold as the same thing? Yeah, yeah. 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 Watford slash Partick Thistle. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit annoying. Well, it is. I wish for you that for Partick Thistle, score. There's a guy out there who makes. Um, uh, he's had a bit of coverage recently. He uh, makes yes. sort of um, bespoke Sabuțio, not men, but, but sort of events. So the most recent one he's done is the Sabuțio recreation of Eden Hazard, Hazard kissing, yeah. k- kicking the goal, <laughs> the uh, the ball boy. He'd probably. Go, uh, yeah, not kissing the ball boy. He'd yeah. got a lot more <laughs> trouble if he'd kissed the ball boy. I think. So if you could have one Watford. Um, moment is the recreated in f what would it be um, also we, we, the rules are that you can't have an
0: duplicate object in the list so you can't have two pairs of boots. you can't have two mugs you can't have two programs we currently don't have any football shirts in there so we want to have your suggestions you can email us podcast at .com uh, or send us a message via facebook.com forward slash rookeryend which Watford shirt and why should we put in our list of 100 objects? It could be home, it can be away. It could be from a moment, but it could be one for its fashion prowess. Send us a, uh, emails, podcast.fromtherookerian.com and even if it's in a shirt, any object that you want to put in the list, as Tim did, drop us a line.
2: This is Britson Malonga doing the conga on From The Rookerian.
0: With Watford joining the Pozzo family of football clubs this season, we've been running our Pozzo league where we put each team up against each other. Uh, Jason, uh, you're in charge, uh, how's it work? It's quite simple really. We take all the league
2: games that uh, Watford, Udinese Granada, Watford ladies and Watford under 18s teams play, average out the points per game and create the league table based on that. And how is it looking at this point in February? It's looking good for those in yellow, it has to be said. Uh, there's been a recent change at the top. The Watford ladies have taken over from the Watford under-18s, with the Hornets themselves in, in mid-table in third place. Udinese not far behind Watford, uh, but Granada propping up and will probably be there for the duration, I think. Udinese had, uh, had a slow start of the season, didn't oh, they? Had a slow start to the season, a bit like Watford, yeah. uh, but have, have picked up uh, and size I think, just outside European qualification places yeah, for, in, in the Italian
1: Serie A. the have uh, sat their manager as well, of course. Are they? Yeah, this week. their manager. Oh. Ruthless, those Potos. <laughs> they are, they are. Uh, so you keep at Jason
0: updates the uh, the Pozzo League on the blog uh, every single week. And as you say, everything in the Pozzo League is golden. It is.
3: Got something to send the
2: boys? Then email podcast at fromtherookeryend.com.
0: Almanoud B has been a player we have grown to love at Vicarage Road this year. Highly skillful man. Uh, and being a big part of the development of the new style Watford under Gianfranco Zola, we got to catch up with him just to get to know him a bit better. Here it is. You were born in Yugoslavia. Yes. Played in Switzerland, France, Italy. Yes. And now you're
2: at Watford. So be honest. What did you know about Watford before you turned up here? Uh,
5: not a lot, but um, I started to uh, to speak with my agent about this club, and then. Uh, straight away I went to, to internet and I Googled everything <laughs> yeah so the city stadium everything and then I spoke also with, uh, with the manager with uh, Mr. Zola I was sure that uh, I wanted to come and uh, I, I knew that uh, it's close to London okay. so yeah. is, that, is,
0: that, is that quite a big thing like if, you, so if, if you knew that you were going to go and be into a city up north that wasn't anywhere a town up north that wasn't near London or Birmingham or the big cities would that be been different for you maybe a little bit yes
1: okay. yeah. so you've obviously played in a lot of different leagues a lot of different countries yeah. you haven't been here for very long but is, is there any differences so far that you've yeah, picked yeah, up in, in
5: England? yeah of course totally different mentality I like and so you, you mentioned the mentality is different in England yeah.
1: how, how, how so? how would you describe
5: that? Uh, yeah the, the people there are different the team is very good very very good when I, when I first came to Italy yeah, maybe it's a little bit different because I, I already, you know, I already speak English. When I went to Italy, I didn't speak one word, and uh, for one month, nobody spoke to me. It was, yeah, it was very, very tough. Oh, yeah, yeah, very tough. Yeah, very nice guys. Uh, yeah, also, also the the staff, the coach, uh, the people here around. Uh, England is different. Uh, I don't know, more open, but, okay. yeah, friendly, so very friendly,
1: e- easier you know. to get on with. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And is there, any, is there anyone in the Watford team that you get on with
5: yeah. straight away, particularly? Yeah, of course. Uh, there is uh, Belek, Vidra, uh, Daniel Poutier. Which role on the pitch do you like playing best as a toddler? Uh Midfield, like I play now, on the left or right side in the middle. I like to have the the goal in front of me. I don't like to, to have a, a back, like a striker. This is what I like. Who was a as, as,
0: as a kid? who who Sedan yeah okay. <laughs> you won the you won the league when you were in um, Switzerland yeah what's we've we never done that here oh no no not, not the top mm-hmm. division anyway what's what was that like because you were a fairly
5: young player yeah. then. what was that like it was great for me because um, <clears throat> yeah, I won three times the, the league in, uh, after yeah it was great for, for me because um, Zurich is like um, you know, as big as uh, London but mm-hmm. uh compared to, to Watford more or less. Is a very family club and uh, the supporters are very close to, uh, to the players. And it was great for me. Also when I when I went out, it was, uh, yeah, it was very nice. Any other any other sports that you followed when you were when you were growing up or played? Yeah, tennis. I like tennis. Yeah, Roger Federer. Are you good at tennis? I don't know. Table tennis. <laughs> yeah. Table tennis. Yeah, but the, the standard is higher here. So bad, you, can, yeah. you
1: can, every year they have a competition yeah. and the supporters are always very, very interested to find out who's going to win, no. so can you give us a tip who you think might win? Are you a possibility? No, I don't think.
0: Is there anything particular that you, say? just living in England, was there anything particular that you were looking forward
5: to? Just be living in, in a new country that you wanted to do. Yeah, I, li- I like this because um, now I, I speak already five, five languages. It's very important for me also. Yeah, to, to improve my English also. Yeah. Yeah, of course, and uh, yeah, to know something different. You know, I was in France, Italy, Switzerland. You know, it's, uh, it's very interesting. So five languages: be English, Italian, German, German. Serbian, and French. And French. Oh.
1: Nice. And what's it been like working with uh, with
5: Gianfranco Zola? Very nice. He's a very very good uh, manager. Also as a person, very good. He speaks a lot with the players. He gives them uh, confidence. Yeah. So very one on, he speaks to you one on one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. And also he jokes a lot. You know, this is important. Important for the team. You know, to. They relax
1: So there's a good, there's a good spirit in the, yeah,
2: in the camp, and that's good.
1: largely down to Gianfranco. You
2: think? Yeah, I think. To yeah. so say, does he show off any of his skills in training?
1: Mm,
5: yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yes, sometimes. <laughs> he's still he's got s- it. still fit. Yeah. I don't know how how old is he, but he's still uh, yeah. uh, incredible. <laughs> Music? Who, 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 who do you like? Who's on your iCard? I like hip hop. Also, vocal house. I like Drake. Yeah. Yeah, in the moment, Drake. And previously, when
1: when new signings have come to the club. They've had to do a song. Sing a song? Yeah. What, what did you
5: sing? A serving one, old one. How did it go it was down? <laughs> <laughs> it Big r- bad, bad thing.
2: <laughs> a podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end.
0: So Watford Bolton finishes.
1: Let's be a bit more upbeat.
0: This could be a key <laughs> game for us, John. We talked about our three favourite games of the last couple of weeks. Jace, where does that. 2 1 win at home to Bolton Wanderers. Sit for you. This could be a key
2: one, John. This, this, this was a proper, tight, dig it out. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Let's go and get them three points game. And it's the first one of those that we've had in a long time at home. Yeah. Let's be sure that the, the wins that we've had at home recently have been comfortable, easy, straightforward. And the away wins. Walk well. in the park yeah. And the away wins, yeah. Like, the, the away wins have been fairly comfortable as well. This was a, a proper. We've gone a goal down. Mm. Um, time we've time. had to turn it around and fight back and and but, hold on. Not Well, in fact, we weren't holding on really at the end. They weren't really threatening, but there's probably always that thought in the back of your mind that, that there is only one goal in it and it would just take one mistake, one moment of brilliance for the game to go all square again, and we've not had one of those here for a while. two. When
1: was the last time we went behind? I tried to interrupt you there because I know what you're going to ask and I don't know the answer. <laughs> when was the last time we went behind at home and won? I don't know. It's a good question. Mm. A question I, that I I, for me, I, I,
0: that, that game reminds me in terms of who our uh, opposition, Hull. Good quality team. This
1: one, we, we ground it out and we got the win. Yeah, well, they shut mm. us down. Uh, Bolton worked very hard to shut us down. They played high up the pitch. We didn't see a lot of the ball. The first 20 minutes, we didn't really get out of our half. I think we had a, a brief sort of one-on-one sort of break opportunity, which, which didn't go our way. But apart from that, really, the first 20 minutes, Bolton really, really bossed the game. And then, obviously, after half an hour, they got the penalty. Um, you know they're full of difficult players to play against. They're just out of the Premiership. Um, you know a lot of a lot of players with a lot of experience, and they they tried to do a job on Watford, and they very nearly did it. But what a what a tough, brilliant effort from Watford yeah. that was. Mm. They went behind, like like we said. They got their equaliser. Another fantastic finish from from, uh, from Vidra. And then not only did they shut Bolton down, they didn't they, they didn't let Bolton in. And we carved out another chance. One chance was all mm. it took. We took it, and we've taken the three points. And we're established in fourth place. That was a proper football match. It was not you know that's not about tick attack or whatever people call it. That was about playing the opponent on the day, playing the circumstances, and coming up. Winners. It, it was, was just. Of, a, I'm absolutely delighted by it. I loved it. It, was, it, was, it great. was more
0: of a mental win.
1: That you know how like <laughs> mental, mental. <win>. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how like uh, this yeah. We know
0: this is a really skillful team. It's one of the most skillful Watford teams we've ever seen ever. Yeah. Um, and you know that they can <coughs> do it because of all their skill. But it was that mentality of the team. Yeah, they had to dig in. And that that it was there, and they did it. And that's uh, even more satisfying, I think, than my earlier pick of my favourite game. Yeah, it was.
1: It was a re- I sort of tend to uh, gauge matches on the goal celebration, how intense the <laughs> goal celebration is. You know, if you go up and go, ooh, you know, that's one thing. But today was a real sort of guttural roar when that second one went in. That was a real, it was a sense of achievement, a real accomplishment that we'd, we'd gone ahead and then we hung on you know, it's never when it's 2 1 it's never it's never easy to hang on. But I don't didn't looking back, I don't think it Bolton really threatened, did they? They didn't look like they were gonna they, they, score they, again. They, their, their
0: chances were they were sort of pushing well, but I don't think I never felt, oh you're gonna score. No. They never really had a, a well unfortunately.
1: There were no near misses or anything no. like that. I don't no, 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 no. And how many people out there who didn't play against Bristol City were thinking, right, I'm gonna show you Zola? because I think Vidra and, and uh, Jason and I were just speaking in the in the pub uh, Deeney and, and Vidra put in a heck of a shift and Deanie in particular um, to the point Jason made so sorry to bench this Jason right, again, you, ca- <laughs> you carry and go on not often I'll plagiarise you all let's <laughs> be honest <laughs> i to repeat that <laughs> nonsense but um, you know he put himself about against that knight who is an absolute beast of a man and mm. Vidra just worked his socks <laughs> off and was so powerful and which you don't expect. He looks quite slight. Um, well, he looks quite slight because he is quite slight. But, but, you, but he worked hard. He moves his he, he
0: moves it, and... he uses body really well. Yeah. He, does, he does a, a thing. I, I, I want to call it a lunge. But if he sort got a bloke behind him and they're both going for the ball, he sort of does a... Spreads his legs a little bit, he goes well, sticks his mm-hmm. arse out.
2: Like yeah, an old a, f- go, go, he like makes, an old he, he makes himself big. Goalkeepers yeah. do it all the time, they yeah. make themselves big. It's an old fashioned Yeah, to try technique. and put the striker off. Fidra makes himself big to try and stop the defender getting around him and getting the ball but, off but, him. It's but, common but, sense, really.
1: It's easy to, easy to, set to single, him out, single, uh, single him out. They all made themselves big today, and I think that was a gutsy, tough performance. And I think that's what we've been wanting to see as a home crowd for quite a while. Something we can really hang our hats on and get behind because it's, you know. Forest was almost this is going to sound ridiculous to come back to haunt me but you know the games like that are too easy and you come away from that as a supporter thinking right we've beaten them who's next whereas this is a more sort of accurate representation of what the championship is tough sides who will try and close you down Uh, and we've come up trumps today through no no luck Bolton didn't have any luck we didn't have any luck it was hard fought we came out on top uh, with a wider margin than the scoreline suggests I'm thrilled with that I'd like to, go
0: back, I'd like to go back though to the, uh, the, the the many complaints of Watford fans uh, the ones that I don't agree with but about the you know does Zona know what he's doing he can't make the right decisions there was a point well he didn't say <laughs> did, let's, with, with, let's me give, make my joke let's give the support let me oh, make my joke okay sorry there's a point where at one point Forest Air was going to come on <laughs> then all of a sudden it changed and yeah. it was Murray was going to come on and then all of a sudden John Eustace came on, so it took a little bit of time. He was a bit indecisive yeah, at that he, point. But
2: he, he can't stay away from that rotation, can he? Even if he's it going to bring
0: him in the last minute. So. Um, but it, is, it has been a great time since last podcast. Um, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks for everyone who's uh, taken part in the interview. Thank you, Marvin, for his uh, competition. Uh, you can email your answers for your starting 11 of what for players who Marvin Sordell played with. Uh, his podca- favourite. His favourite, yeah, from uh, podcast at weekend.com. <laughs> Uh, we we'll are back in a month's time. Uh, thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Jason. Thank you, John. And uh, thank you for listening. And thank you, Watford, for being so yeah, ruddy absolutely. brilliant. <laughs> just, well, yeah, just a, a joyous afternoon. Are we going up?
1: me you're asking the wrong person there. <laughs> Jason, are we going up?
0: I,
2: I My my answer hasn't changed. I'm confident we're going to finish in the top six this season. How about okay. this Right, I'm we're doing in it. in with
1: the chance of no, going <laughs> <We're laughs> up. in with the chance of going back. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.